about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. that sound everybody can you look what's going down you know what's going down tonight <laughs> tonight i went tonight T- today this today morning. it's a night you are listening to worst gig ever welcome to the show i'm mike pace i'm jeff garlock this week we have chris norris who you might know from the band's combat wounded veteran reversal of man yep. he is a talented graphic artist you know him as his uh, graphic design nom de plume steak mountain you may know him from his work on kink.com yes set designer and various director and chris gets into all of that he has an epic tale from reversal of man's last european tour yep. in the year 2000 that needs to be heard to be believed yeah he hits it all the troubles of being in a punk band the troubles of playing squats the troubles of a gross meal <laughs> if you like terrible tour stories yeah. you will love this you will also love all of our previous 99 episodes, which you can check out at worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. We're on Facebook, anywhere where uh, digital media is sold, except Get for Amazon.com. Right. <laughs> send us an email. Send us an email at worstgigeveragmail.com. Did you say that already? I didn't. But Great. I'm glad, so I'm glad, I'm glad that I said it. You didn't? You should also check out our Twitters at Mikey Pace, at G Garlock, at Worst Gig Ever. Not a whole lot of action going on at Worst well, Gig Ever. Well, not as these much days. on the at Worst Gig Ever, but definitely go to at G Garlock. A uh, little writing. bit less at Mike E. Pace yeah. for action wise. <laughs> Find his Instagram. He's on that a little bit more. Uh, it's Mike E. Pace. Instagram is the, is the way of the future, at least in 2014. <laughs> you can also uh, check out our web series at youtube.com backslash official comedy. And you can listen to this episode with your new tweaked audio headphones. If you go to tweakedaudio.com, enter the promo code WORST, you'll get one-third off of your purchase of a fantastic pair of headphones Sounds like from a this great site. Goddamn deal, and if you this ask great me. country. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're pro-America. <laughs> that, that, we, that we definitely are. So here is, without further ado, Chris Norris. He talks. Oh, he talks. We kind of sit back and just let him do his thing. He's, he's a storyteller. You got to let, let him tell that story because he's got the stories to tell. you to sit back right now <laughs> while we do our thing and let Chris do his thing. What's our thing again? Worst gig ever. All right. All right. All right. All right. Reversal Man did a tour of Europe in... Uh, 2000 mm-hmm. and it, it was uh just us and it was <laughs> it was a, a miserable tour it wasn't a miserable tour but here's the deal and anyone who's ever toured europe can probably attest this if you're a punk band and you tour europe you just play germany and yes. you play, you go for 13 days you play germany and you you make sure that it's fucking cool and that's uh-huh. great you made a ton of money um and if you don't if you're not the wiser um 
uh, and no one tells you otherwise, you think that you can go back the next summer for fucking six and a half weeks, right. not play any German shows, and see all of Europe right. with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Bad well, move. I wasn't in Reversal Man for that fucking first summer tour. They came back with buku dollars like punk rock rich. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were just like, right. we're living in Tampa and our house is fucking $500 and they yeah. come back with a couple of grand and everyone's like, fuck. Yeah. So eventually when <laughs> I... Veggie when burgers I got, for everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I got jumped into Reversal Man, part of the bit was, well, we're going back to Europe and when we go this time, fuck Germany, dude. It's so boring. Let's go see Europe. Let's go back for six and a half weeks. And I was like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And we were all involved and... We hit up this cat named Yeroen, who was in uh, Dasso yep, uh-huh. McCoy. Toured with um, uh, them and Panthers. Yep. Yeah, Drove exactly. us around. Yeah, right. best. So Yeroen um, and, and Marcel, who was his partner at the time with whatever label they ran. I can't remember any, anymore, um, which I have a great story about Marcel as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you two Europe stories. <laughs> but this one is the epic story. It's the, the total fail. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that like the the structure of that that tour was pretty brutal. We we played Germany at the beginning, one date, and at the end. And Yeroen, nice guy, and if there was a god, I'd say God bless him. Mm-hmm. But you know, he just didn't really warn us that you shouldn't do this. Right. You shouldn't book. We said we want to go everywhere. Yeah. If you can book it, fuck it. We want to go there. You know what I mean? Like, we want to see all of Europe. It's so fantastic. If and, catharsis went there, yeah, we exactly, want to go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we just kind of find out kind of immediately that's that's just not even that's not the bit <laughs> right. you can be anybody and it's just not it's not yeah. what you do you know right. you got to make sure you get those german dates to make sure you can go to fucking italy right. or that yeah. weird northern town that mccoy was talking about with that <laughs> yeah. squat we yeah. were there i was listening to that we played that fucking place <laughs> oh really yeah and i was listening to a story and i was McCoy, like oh, i remember yeah, yeah yeah where yeah. the yeah. fuck it was i was like God, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't get bit up by fleas but yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. so um but we did do some really good graffiti in there. So, um, <laughs> anyways, so we were really we had um, we had a really bad time. Immediately when we got there, the first four shows were canceled. So then Sweet. we were stuck in Amsterdam. The German show was canceled. Not even the German shows. Um, whatever we were playing around it, mm-hmm. right? You know, because we flew into Amsterdam, yeah, where Euro Owens based or De Hague or whatever the fuck he is, mm-hmm. or whatever. But we stayed at this cat named uh, uh, Roger's house. Roger was a former hardcore kid who was into. Uh, dance music and electronic music and stuff like that. And so at the that European time, score. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. But you know, and all said and done, I had something to talk to him about because I have an interest in that stuff. I had right. an interest then. You know what I mean? And I was like, this is cool. All right. But he was definitely a very sensitive person, and <laughs> he was a photographer. And and it was we were told that he was coming with us. And within the first couple of days, and at that point in time in my life, I was really a pretty raw. Really raw, mean, and more of it was like about like was no. like the performance of each. Fuck you. Yeah. The performance of it was it was about the performance of it almost because yeah. if you talk to me, I was probably relatively polite. Jeff yeah. can yeah. kind of attest yes. to that. You know what I mean? Basically, and and if I liked you, I was very friendly. Yeah. you know what I mean. But I also really like to push people's buttons, and that was one of the joys of being in combat and not reversal so much because it wasn't my band. But anyway, so I immediately had this kid's number. You know what I mean? I was like, e- this kid's gonna get worked, <laughs> worked, and we. We just fucked with them so bad and immediately just you know roger roger and he had this name it was like his punk name but his like a post-punk electronic music guy name and it was roger nbh and <laughs> he wouldn't tell us what it was because he got our number really quickly too uh-huh. when he got razzed a couple times right. you know what i mean and he was like oh i'm not talking to them about nothing <laughs> especially norris <laughs> and so i was like killer man um so we fucked with them the whole time and and you know nbh could mean a lot of things and mm-hmm. we definitely went 
politically incorrect a couple times. Sure. Um, and if anybody has an imagination, they'll be able to know what I was saying. <laughs> and so, um, and eventually it, m- it meant nothing but human, which <laughs> once we found out, he really. <laughs> Anyway, so just the whole vibe was bad, and we went in there pretty poor already. You know what I mean? As punk yeah. kids do. Um, you know, I had no bank account. I had money in my shoe for the right. whole tour. Like right. I got five hundred dollars yeah. in my shoe. <laughs> Dan Rowdy loves that. Um, so, anyway, so you know, it was it already started bad. We were just and um, right before we went, they told us that we couldn't get shirts printed. At the professional place mm-hmm. because it had been raided by the cops, shut down, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever happened. We couldn't. We had to do them ourselves. Sweet. We also couldn't get uh, records, <laughs> so then we had no records to sell, um, and we kind of brought what we could, stuffed yeah. into cases. Exactly. And, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think we have like a ten. This is medicine records and a bunch of combat records <laughs> right. that no one wants. And so, um, and it was like too late for us to gonna get t-shirts. And obviously, the deal with Europe, as everyone knows, is you kind of got to go secret. Yeah. You know, you yep. got to go kind of secret and make sure you can get everything there. And um, when we did get there we printed shirts and they were like fucking navy blue shirts is all we could get and yellow print <laughs> no underprint and it was water soluble so we were hoping we could find a fucking laundry mat to right. set the ink kids are coming flash forward four weeks later kids are coming to fucking shows being like my shirt washed out we didn't you know, give them their money back it was brutal so we were in a bad mood <laughs> but it was entertaining we spent some time in amsterdam and we were all you know we were all very tight and we all grown up together and we don't have a lot of that band dynamic that people hear about where you, everybody's kind of fights and your brothers. Right, yeah. and you, it would never happened to us. You right. know what I mean? We weren't a band very often, though. So I think right. that's part of the deal. Yeah, sure. But we were t- around each other in Tampa all the time. So even the weakest member, John Willie, the drummer, <laughs> um, was still like a, somebody who I loved spending time with, even if he was in Creepers with a Justin Pearson-like you know, haircut. <laughs> we were just talking like about before you yeah. got yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? That time you know, where you were like, yeah. are you a rockabilly kid? Right. Or are you locust kid? Or Well, I don't understand what's going on with your look, but whatever, bro. I love you. <laughs> yeah. um, so, San anyways, Diego, we a, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it helped out, made everybody's clothes fit. But sure. Then, yeah. like, I'll got bummer. rid of Jenkos yeah, and yeah, we got yeah, some, exactly. uh, some uh, so, so the whole entire European tour was a bad fucking scene mm-hmm. and we did our best and we were you know what I mean if you come from Florida you kind of just expect life is going to be terrible so <laughs> you can kind of roll with the punches it's kind of almost like being born and bred in Massachusetts you right. know what I mean yeah. you know so I had both of those in my favor <laughs> you know what I mean just life is terrible but that's going to be the deal you know what I mean yeah. that's just, just awful low expectations worst place on the east coast yeah. and then you move to the worst place in the south and you're just kind of like that was my life you know what I mean and everybody else kind of grew up in Florida so anyway so everybody was just kind of like whatever we'll make the best of it we did a lot of fun interesting things and you know whatever we saw the red light district and we acted like fucking sexless hardcore kids do (laughs) at the Look at that. Look at that. I can't even believe it. You know what I mean? Or everybody else did. I mean, I felt like I already kind of had like an idea of what we were going to be walking into just by the movies I liked and things like that. uh You know what I mean? But everybody else was like, (laughs) how old were you at the time? Fuck, we were 20. I was 90. It was 2000. I'm 37 now. We were 20 something. Like 23. 23. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't. This is what time is. So, anyways. The whole tour was a fucking wash. We had some good shows. We had some arguments with people. Some of it was my fault. Some of it was other people in the band's faults who were arrogant and cocky. But the most brutal thing that I have to say about that tour um, is it was it was it was this great long story. Is that basically the deal? Is is this is this we play Barcelona mm-hmm. and 
we're kind of on an upswing, and Barcelona is fucking amazing. If you've been to Barcelona, mm-hmm. Barcelona's no joke. It is one of the only, just like, wow, it really is open 24 hours, and everybody's <laughs> cool, and this is right. one of those things you dream about in Europe. Sure. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like you're in Paris, and you love Paris, but you don't want to talk to the people. Right. In Barcelona, you're like, this is the ideal uh, European city. 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I, I, I had a great time. We did shit I would never do in America. Oh, dance club? That's great. Let's go. (laughs) Fuck you. I would never do that in goddamn Brooklyn in a warehouse with a bunch of fucking tweakers. You know what I mean? So um, so we had this amazing Barcelona show, and and, and it was one of those shows that was packed. The kids were going fucking nuts. They pulled John off the drums mid-set, carried him. (laughs) We're all fucking not, well, everybody else is playing, and I'm not. I'm probably breaking something on the guitar, and I, I don't hear the drums anymore. I look up, and Willie's like... You know, floating through the crowd for all who can't see me do something stupid yeah. that I just did. And um, it was like just great, great, fucking awesome. Awesome night, great food, cool people. The fucking kid who put on the show, he gave us his whole entire apartment, left, went and stayed with his parents. It was one of those things you see like in an Almodovar movie, this yeah. giant apartment that you're like, what the fuck? This is the joke. Enjoy my spoils. Yeah, really, totally. Here's a map. Call me if you need anything. We just had the best fucking time. Uh, we woke up the next morning. And our van had been towed. Oh. Okay, so then there's the problem. Now we have to get a hold of this kid who left us to kind of do whatever the fuck we wanted. Um, he had to go to work, so we had to call him at work. Then we had to try to kind of figure out where we needed to be to find the fucking van. No one speaks Spanish. Right. You would think from Florida, but we didn't. <laughs> not even not even the beautiful Castilian version or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the fucks and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ibiza, everything else. You know, we had none of that going for us. None of it. Was it the situation all. where the, you didn't realize the van was parked in some kind of yeah, illegal? Yeah, totally. Right? You know, just, yeah. It just looked right. Yeah. yeah. And then what happened was was that we were all excited, doing our fucking laundry, pumped. Everything was fucking great. Great morning. And Matt Copeland, um, who is the singer for Reverse All Man, a very introverted, kind of strange kid, and you know what I mean, and strange and uh, <laughs> cool, smart. Yeah. You know, fucking genius writer, poet, mm. everything else. Um, uh, but weird. And uh, <laughs> professional BMX fucking rider. Like the whole, like the, right. the strangest mix of dude, hardcore nut, BMX rider, poet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But legit poet, not I write in my journal, like right. spent his yeah. $80,000 going to fucking school poet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just so, like- <laughs> yeah. So, um, he fucking, uh, he comes back up and he's like, uh, I went to the van and, uh, it's gone. What the fuck do you mean it's gone? You know what I mean? It's gone. What do you know? You're looking in the wrong place. Right. Raddy, Dan Raddy, who was, I was in the band with at the time for all who don't know, we go downstairs and, uh, it's gone. He was right. You know what I mean? And there was kind of like, I, if I remember correctly, there was like, like a, like there must have been a signpost and there was like a, a tag right. attached to it that was just kind of like, you've been towed, but in yeah. Spanish. I could be making that up via time, but in my head, I see that. Sure. You know what I mean? Because how the fuck would we know where to go? Right. You right. know what I mean? So we kind of called this kid. We tried to work it out. He can't get out of work. We're like kind of just bumbling around the city, pre-iPhone, pre-everything, jumping fucking, you know, subway rails, subway fucking <laughs> stalls or whatever to get in the subway, try to figure out. We get to the place, they're like, um, okay, great, uh, it's not here. <laughs> it's been brought to a bigger lot because you had a van. Oh, sure. well, we were told to come here. No. So then that fucking happens. We finally make it to, you know, uh, the place. And I, you know, I'm not joking about this. It was exactly what we made the night before is what it cost. Right. You know, we thought we were up. We were right. like, fuck yeah, yeah, we made a bunch of money. This is awesome. All these goofs bought fucking shit. We got paid for <laughs> once and kids actually showed up and uh, and then it we just gave it to them. Right. Here you go. Thank you. 
Right. You know what I mean? No, wait, did you have a show that night that you needed yeah, to eventually... Had, yes. in Valencia. Yeah. Or Valencia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, which is far. Yeah, It's sure. like nine hours or something like that. Um, which is surprisingly long for European yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's fucking a minute, you know? Yeah. And... <sighs> so we pay that. We're all fucking bummed. Right. We're in the fucking van. Dan Rowdy doesn't have a European license. We're trying to drive through the city to get back to... We don't know where the fuck we're going. We finally get back. It's late. Everybody's mad. We really should have left at 10, but it's 1 by the time we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And we all just kind of eat, and we figure we're going to go to the fucking ones here and play the stupid fucking punk show. And we're all bummed <laughs> out. It gets worse. And so... <laughs> Idiots. So we fucking basically like we, we pile in and, 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 and I don't know if you have ever experienced Barcelona driving in this capacity, but it took us two hours to get out of the city. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. We, so we're already we're really late. Right. Your Rowan calls the promoter, tells him we're going to be late. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. We'll tell you when we're closer. We drive. We're all mad. <laughs> It's fucking Spain. It's kind of hot. We're you did have bad. a cell phone at this time? No, nobody no, had a cell phone. Well, yeah, actually, Just your own did. Okay, yeah, your own did, but, but you know, it's a fucking yeah. Sony Ericsson. Yeah. yeah. They ain't telling, <laughs> yeah. Ain't telling you where, where yeah, you go. Exactly. You know right. I mean? MapQuest so, printouts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for real. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and just his general intuition, probably, yeah. which is not to be trusted. Um, <laughs> I got great dish dirting on your own, too, and why we were so sport. We, we had no money, but that's all right. We'll sure. pass on that. Um, I mean, it's kind of your own's fault that we didn't get paid in Brighton because we showed up three hours later than we were supposed to be and then we almost had to get in the van style find the kid yeah <laughs> and they stole all of our food that he bought for us even though we still played yeah you know i was like what can we do <laughs> that sounds like your own or yeah. how he doesn't tell you that he actually gets this certain fee that he didn't tell you before you got onto oh, european yeah. soil yeah. or how he was bringing his whole entire distro with him <laughs> yeah the distro <laughs> um that part where you think maybe we'll sell records, but then no, he's got some fucking man afraid seven inch that everybody wants. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, you're competing with your driver, yeah, you're yeah. competing yeah. with the driver, and you're like, he's like, well, I have to close it down. The whole Everyone time bought manu mission. Yeah, I'm like, you're Rowan, who I love and I haven't seen in years, but you right. know, I still have a fondness for him because he's like the goof. He's like, like Lenny or whatever from yeah. Mice and Men. You know what I mean? And so you know, you're not gonna shoot him at yeah, that, but right. fucking man, there were a couple times I was going to. So, um, so anyways, we 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 get in the we're driving. It's fucking terrible, and we're we're you know we're surviving on what kids survive on Ritter Sport and fucking paprika Pringles yep. and oh. fucking Afri Cola, yeah. and uh, we're pissed. <laughs> And we kind of get closer, but it's like, how long? Hey, Dad, how much longer? Yeah. You know, that's what it was like, yeah. that whole fucking ride. It was it felt like the longest ride because we were so bummed out. <laughs> we were so just deflated. Right. You know what I mean? And fuck, at that point, truthfully, none of us wanted to be in that band anymore. Right. You know what I mean? That was really the thing that broke that band, this tour. Right. You know what I mean? And half of us couldn't be less interested in being in a hardcore band anymore, <laughs> me included. And it was just more for me about that point. You know what I mean? It was, it was more about just being on tour with yeah. these guys, my right. friends and not having to fucking work. And right. so, but we were pretty bummed and we, this made it even, this magnified everything for us. And, uh, so we get closer to Valencia Euro and gets on a Sony Ericsson and calls <laughs> you know what I mean? and, uh, and uh, his Nokia, his Blackberry, yeah. whatever the yeah. fucking, you know, and yeah. um, his fucking gecko from Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, fucking, exactly. You know yeah. I mean? so, pump phone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and the kid's like, meet us. You know, he's like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, the show is still on. We know you're late, but it's not a big deal. Everything's good. There are kids here, blah, blah, blah. Meet us in the center of town, like every fucking European city. Great. Yeah. Well, all right, here we are. We roll up on that motherfucker. Um, he drives us to the show. He shows us where the show is. Um, we show up to a squat. 
you know, at, no surprise there. You yep. fucking dirty ass fucking parking lot, you know. And <laughs> and this thing, you know, our bit was was when we really had to do something. It was called Tampa time, and Tampa time meant that you really it's no bullshit, no lollygagging. We don't yeah, care what the girls right. look like. We don't care what the boys look like. Dan Ratty and everything else, you know, because Ratty's a homosexual. Right. And so, um, not at that time, but whatever. And so, <laughs> how late were you? How many hours? We were oh, fuck. We must have been three and a half hours late. Four hours late. Solid four. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were fucking way late. You know, yeah. way late. We were just kind of like oh, why would we even go let's right. just go to the yeah. next show and then we're like no sense of duty professionalism mm-hmm. even in such a fucking that ragtag punk, bunch of fucking shitty punk commitment yeah to that, 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 that general honor that you're stuck with until yep. you realize it doesn't matter yep. until you've been burned a couple times and you're like fuck it we're not going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're old yeah um so uh we show up and and you know we kind of like look around and i'm like all right and i'm like fuck it fuck it tampa time let's go fucking and davy who was our roadie at the time um who's basically all of our Swiss army knives. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like the Swiss army knife person of all time. You know, let's go, let's get in there. Come on. You, oh, oh, you know, everybody's fucking taking equipment in. Davey and I are the first ones to roll in a Marshall cabinet. And I look around and I think, man, it's really dark in here. <laughs> and then I look to the other side where the fucking other band stuff is set up, the opening band, and they have candles lit on their amps. And I was like, killer, so are we playing so with black a metal black band. metal band? Yeah. <laughs> A doom yeah. metal band? Like, what are we... This is this should be interesting, right? And I kind of walk out and I look at the kid, David. I remember him. David. <laughs> and, I, and we were introduced to him and I said... And, there, and, I, and, there, and Jeff's about to bring in his, like, you know, his, his cabinet. And I was like, ah, 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 hold on a second. Right. Everyone stop the fucking train. David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why are there no lights on? Um, and he said, oh, well... Okay, and I'm going to drop the accent for him because I can't do it for very long. Uh, he says, uh, do you see that old couple across the parking lot? I look across the parking lot, and there's two old people uh, in fucking lawn chairs with a giant German shepherd in between them standing uh, by this telephone pole with a power box. And I say, yeah. And he says, and do you see this giant orange extension cord? Yes, I do. I do. I, 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 I do. I do. And he said, we are waiting for them to go to bed so that we can steal their power for the show. <laughs> and I said, hey, but you told us the show is still cool and there were kids here and there were kids there. He wasn't uh-huh. lying. And he said, yeah, but that's the deal. We have to wait for these old people to die. go to sleep, die. <laughs> They're not going fucking anywhere. Yeah. Arms crossed, fucking mad ball show at the edge of the pit. You know what I mean? Just fucking yeah. fuck you. We're not going anywhere. We know what these kids are doing. They're right. racking up our fucking electricity bill for these fucking little brats <laughs> yeah. to play their shitty music. And I was like, okay. I'm like, band meeting. <laughs> and I kind of tell, like, you know, we kind of explain to what's going on and, and, uh, now, keep in mind that some of these stories are so first-person based that I feel like I said half this stuff. Sure. Raddy could have mm-hmm. said something. Right. Anyone right. could have said yeah, something. But right. in my brain, the way I always tell them is that I'm the one who's like, yeah. But I did say this. I know this for a fact. I said, we're leaving. Right. <laughs> We've been in the fucking van all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've had the worst morning. We had a, right. the, the height of the tour. And now we, we, we couldn't have had a worse fucking day. The last thing I want to do is wait for fucking mom and pa to go to fucking sleep right. so we can play a shitty show for these sweaty fucking kids. You're already in the red. Yeah, yeah you know, it's not going to get out of the red. We're totally screwed. So we wait a second and we're just like, whatever. Well, they're going to feed us, you uh-huh. know, because that's the deal. You get that's fed Europe. in fucking uh-huh. Europe. No. <laughs> yes. 
but no. And I'm <laughs> dying. You know that just that you know your head hurts and you can't really think straight and it's all sugar and your yep. metabolism it's the mid twenties, so your metabolism's yeah. starting to fucking break down. You're not a kid anymore. You can't eat a bunch of fucking pixie sticks and yeah. coke and be fucking sustainable. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups and cherry <laughs> coke, it can't happen. You know? So I was like, fuck man. Oh, I'm so ungrateful. Ah, you get cranky and everyone's kind of in a bad mood. We're trying to laugh it off. And um, uh, and they're like, oh, we're going to feed you. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Motherfucker brings out a giant tin, <laughs> right? And he has a crate. And the other kid has a crate in his hands. He puts the, we get the base amp out. We haven't unloaded anything else in the fucking place. We're going to hold off. We're like, oh, yeah, we just put our amp in there. But yeah, give us a moment. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. We'll feed you. Puts a tin down on the base amp, takes the fucking lid off of the giant, you know, lasagna tin. Mm-hmm. It is white rice, iceberg lettuce, and raw onions. <laughs> <laughs> the no nutrient punk stew special. <laughs> and then he puts down the crate, and it has olive oil and salt and a forty. <laughs> and I thought to myself, he didn't get the memo about the straight edge band, right? Hey. I was like, do you have any water? We don't, oh, man. Jesus um, and so then we're really bombed in. Uh, dude, there's nothing in this world that I hate more than onions. Uh-huh. So I was out. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I, do you know what I mean? So it was just, we were so bummed out. And then it really just came down to the fact that we didn't play. And I just was like, we're, we should leave. Sure. Next tour, next show is, is Bill Bauer or whatever. Let's just get halfway there, sleep in the fucking van. Can't be any worse than trying to figure out what's going to happen to us here. Right. You know, like, stupid idea. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we do. Um, and, uh, and they were bummed out, but they were really like very polite and nice. And they, uh-huh. they, they, nobody paid for the show, but everybody took up a collection and gave us co- a sack of coins. Like we were fucking Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Go best, doubloon. Best case scenario, had you played the show yeah. or just in general playing a squat in Europe, yeah. what's the most that you can expect to, to make? Uh, it depends on time. who you are. Like you know? what was the most you guys at that, at that show, <laughs> what do you think you could have had you, had you stuck it out? I don't know, fucking 50 euros. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really? There wasn't enough kids there. The show was probably like fucking if two you're cents and a handshake. Now. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But if you <laughs> did okay at some squats. <laughs> yeah. But if you're, you know what I mean? And we did too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Reversal Man was. But also, merch is a huge thing. Yeah, like, if you don't have that, I mean, that's where you're going to make your money. They were just like yeah. clamoring for orchid yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, that's where you're killing it. Yeah. And if we would have shown a reason up with we shirts, had a song called No, We Don't Have Any T shirts. Like, because it would just be like, Relax. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so well, that's really where it, you know, I mean, we, we were just at a disadvantage in general. I mean, ideally, uh, the show, we would have netted nothing. Right. <laughs> yes. But in merch, we probably would have yeah. done all right if we had merch. We right. got LPs yeah. like in Oslo. We were already halfway right. through the tour. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just, you know, records just came late from, from McClard yeah, and Ebullition. Yeah. Not his fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not his fault at all. Our fault. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And even Euron had a deal with Ebullition at that time, right? And we still couldn't get records. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, what was the name of their record label? Euron's? Yeah. It's killing me a little bit. I can't remember at all. Uh, I know. It's going to be one of those things but, like later yeah. tonight, I'll just like, boom. For, if, for, yeah. if people don't know, getting records shipped to you while you are on tour is the most frustrating. Yes. yes. Even in America. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't I, matter where you are. You know right. what I mean? Europe sucks. Yeah. But even in America, you're like, man. Right. Why did we start? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know. Yeah. What was the point? <laughs> we, did, we did it. We were talking about it the other day when we did our first, Oxford Collapse did our first U.S. tour, like uh, July, uh, June uh, 2004. Right. 
and the record came out like July fourth, two thousand four. Right. Like we, it was so right. dumb. Yeah, yeah. it was. You know? uh, yeah, we, had, yeah. we got like the summer timing. before that with the Combat Reversal tour. We had that same situation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Where we were like, yeah, we're gonna tour on these records. Oh, we got them three weeks later. Yeah, right. <laughs> so stupid. we had a stupider <laughs> reverse merch situation where we went on a Vice tour. And they started, and they were like, oh, we're going to get all these sponsors to pay for everything. Yeah, sure. And then it whittled down to just Sparks <laughs> giving us like a thousand bucks. You said we just paid Sean Agnew to like hang out with us, basically. Yeah. But Vice's then plan was like, all right, we're going to give you all this Vice stuff that you can sell. Oh. And then he, and so we're just like, yeah, I guess that sounds okay. And then we showed up at Detroit, and there were just like boxes upon boxes of vice books and shirts and Corleo and like, LPs. Yeah, and we, yeah, exactly. And we were just like, immediately we're like, I don't know. And like Jesse from death from above was just like, no, send this back. Yeah. We're not dealing with this. Well, it wasn't like you were going to get to keep that money anyway. Right? The idea probably... was that we were going to be able to keep that. It was uh-huh. a donation to us. But also, I was just like, no one's going to buy the Vice Guide to Do's and Don'ts at yeah, a Panther like show. Fucking Chris, fucking what's his name, writing the porn articles or right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got like a couple yeah. of Dear Diaries and yeah. some Skinemas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but it was like, but it was so, and it was, like, and it was so much. I've never seen that much <laughs> merch. And we had no room in our van. And it was like, sorry, now it's send it. It was That's, at the Lager House. I remember the Lager yeah, House. Yeah. They had like a vice representative. And we we're just like, sorry, can you just take all of this back? God, yeah. What did that so, look like at that time? A vice representative then? Wild ride, uh, brother. So, wild ride. Okay. <laughs> so, off so subject, you're right. en route to, to Bill Bow, you, you decide to leave the Yeah, show. we decided to leave. Um, and it's cool. And, and they were really pretty nice about it. And we just kind of, we look, we've been, you know, we did the best we could telling them and no one spoke Spanish, not Euro and not anybody. It was just like one of those things where we were just like, sorry. Right. We got a fucking go can't play with another ds13 fucking (laughs) db band can't play with a doom metal band can't we're just so fucking tired um and we do and it's pretty and and then we're all kind of in a good mood for for so much because then at that point it's just comedy yeah you know you just like no one was a no one was a feel bad for yourself kind of in that group really yeah except maybe Nope, I won't say that. And so, <laughs> um, and so we know it's just become funny because yeah. it was really it was the perfect um, bad news bears kind of situation, to right. her, You know, where it just it's us against the world. It really is the ideal punk setup yeah. where yeah. it's a bunch of kids against the world. We really were against the we felt awful. You know, I mean, we didn't make it up. You right. know, I mean, we were just getting beaten, and <laughs> right. so it was kind of you know exciting, and we we were all very tight friends. But I feel like, you know it was like one of those things that makes you tighter. So. Mm-hmm. You know, we make it to halfway. We sleep in the fucking van. A couple of the fruits sleep on the fucking roof because they think it's beautiful. Yep. They want to look at the stars. <laughs> kill yourself. And uh, <laughs> I, I hated those yeah, moments of tour. Moments. That was always Timmy the yeah. roadie. I remember uh, being in like, uh, yeah, like, like where were we? Were like at Pancradion's house if you remember that band. No, they were like, it was yeah, where, where uh, Song of Zarathustra lived, wherever yeah. they were. Okay, but I remember Minnesota. him waking up at like five yeah. in the morning. He's like, I'm gonna go watch the sunrise. Kill yourself. And I was like, you're just <laughs> trying to get some girl to go walk out with you, and yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. happening. And we're hardcore kids playing in fucking power violence bands or whatever. Right. And no one's giving you a hand job, bro. Exactly. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. She's. We didn't she's, get into this for yeah. HJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We, yeah. That wasn't our generation. Our generation yeah. was, you know, was ebullition. You weren't yeah. going to hope for anything but a right. kiss on the cheek. And so. <laughs> and maybe writing an essay in your next yeah, exactly. record about and how then, you couldn't get a hand job. Yeah. And then, a, and then have a really cool pen pal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dear Alicia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, sexless, it sucks to be home from tour. <laughs> I miss our time together. You know, I would never. It was write so that nice talking movie. to you as yeah, we watched exactly. the sunset and rise. Have you seen any other shows? <laughs> um, who else came through this summer? I heard the sw- I heard the swarm came through or whatever. You know, the cursed or whatever it was at that yeah, fucking yeah. time with a uh, homeboy. Mad libs, yeah. punk letters. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you know, we do it. We sl- we sleep. We get up. And I mean, everybody's in a pretty good mood and we're pretty excited. But the last like kicker is, is that like Davey, our Swiss army knife likes to travel light mm-hmm. and, uh, he wasn't a fucking messenger bag guy. He was not, he's, I think he literally had a fanny pack with a change of clothes. <laughs> Jesus in it. Christ. You know what I mean? And yeah. whatever he was wearing and all of his tools, you, right. know, you could rely on Davey cause he's like MacGyver, but he, he just didn't travel with anything, which I always respected. And I, consider that to be a model for everything i've traveled everywhere i've traveled after <laughs> tote bag that's what i'm traveling right <laughs> clothes they're all in there you know what i mean so um so fucking everyone's washed up everyone's in a pretty good mood considering blah 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 we're getting ready to drive to fuck bilbao um uh everyone piles in the van your own's the last one to fucking pile in the van uh he'd get something he got something out of the back starts driving what about <laughs> fucking i don't know a mile or two from where we, the rest stop or whatever. Uh, and somebody's like, Oh, the back is open still. The back door is open. And you know, one of the band members was in the loft and he didn't really, he wasn't paying attention. He must've been still sleeping or something yeah. like that. And we were like, man, it sounds weird. Uh, over whatever <laughs> shitty record that those yeah. fucking idiots made me listen to also like, okay computer or a fucking pavement record or something and, um so we're getting into interesting music yeah foo, foo fighters right. you know what i mean i was like i don't know that <laughs> the record. moment when everyone realizes hey i kind of like the color yeah, and the yeah, shape yeah, exactly. oh, brother that's what it was here was we like, go it was i was like yeah, man this so this is what pro tools can do <laughs> yeah. so um so i was like oh my god the van's open the van's open everyone's fucking ah your own pulls over uh the only thing that fell out with davy's clothes his fanny pack <laughs> fell out of the back and um and he had no clothes for the rest of the tour he tried my jeans on they were a little too tight for right. him he's walking around like bilbao and he's like <laughs> you know thrift stores kind of quasi skinny lady jeans wow and uh he yeah it was pretty brutal so that was it so we made it to bilbao and bilbao was yeah. amazing i don't know did you guys play no. ever no. okay so bilbao's it's where the guggenheim is and uh-huh. things like okay. that it's a pretty rich city as far as those cities go, right. we had just come from fucking Valencia, which felt like a village. Sure. You know what I mean? You know, it felt like the other side of the Elmodovar movies you don't see. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, you're like, oh, it's really rough here. Yeah. I'm sure there was a beautiful part, but we were not in the beautiful part. Right. Yeah. We were in the punk part. You're in the spot so, part. Yeah. We were in the fucking garbage part. <laughs> so, so Bilbao was amazing. It was a great, I mean, total turn of events, you know, uh, a fucking 15 pizzas showed up to the show. Yeah. We played to nobody. We made fucking like 300 euros. They put us in a fucking Perfect. beautiful fucking hotel. Yep. And it was one of those things where we were like, yeah. ideal. We're Thank back. you. Yes. Thank you. Um, and then my other story for, from that tour oh, that I love. Yeah. There's a couple, but this is one of my, this is one of the ones, and this is usually these stories um, that I tell about toward these anecdotes are all revolved around my mouth, uh-huh. you know, and what I do and how I blow things uh-huh. all the time. And I say, and, it, and it's, it, you know, I don't even do it on purpose half the time. I'm just saying things. And so it's at the beginning of tour of this European tour. We're in Amsterdam. We go to Belgium to play a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like kind of the first show. I th- actually, I think it's the first show. Now, years and years and years before um, this tour, uh, when Euron and Marcel must have started their record label, I must have 
wrote a uh, letter to him or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I got a letter back from Marcel. This is when people still wrote letters. Right. And Marcel was a a really big... uh, just noise music fan well, it's music in quotes right mm-hmm. Mersbau shit like that yeah. yeah fucking all that garbage you know what I mean I can't even remember anymore <laughs> right. but yeah. at that time I was really you know, Masana, still, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. all that thank you yeah. thank yes. you and stuff I haven't thought about in years even though I, I've been listening to Mersbau recently yeah. uh, as much as you can and so <laughs> um, I was like you know, I, I must have wrote back and forth and said that time where like bastard noise was happening, and I was much more interested in that aspect of extreme music when the I was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? But like that oscillators noise yeah. and stuff really broke yeah. my head open and got, you got like into chirpy other stuff. noise. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Lots of chirpy yes. noise. Uh, and, 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 but it broke my head open for things like Stockhouse and things like that. Right, and sure. Zanakis and things that I was like, wow, this is really, you know, trying to, because that's how I was always been is like you get that thing and it's the hope of anybody who makes music mm-hmm. uh, or I would think the hope that anybody makes music. You're the band that turns other people on to other things. Right. That's yeah. why I never gawked when Green Day was big because I was like, well, hopefully they'll find a sure. replacements record right. or they'll hopefully find something good that yeah. is actually quality. Right. You know what I mean? So that was a, a win for me was the punk being big. You know, maybe kids will get into cool stuff yeah. right. you know, or what I thought was cool. We all know that replacements records are not cool. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> but at the time at that, you know, at a young age, you think, well, maybe yeah. they'll get into fucking early Costello records or things that you right. never know. You know what I mean? Gateway drug stuff, you know? Yeah. So, so that's always how I operate is if I find something I'm like, well, where did it come from? From movies mm-hmm. or art or anything? Yeah. Who, what's their influences? That's all I would care about. You know what I mean? I care about what, what they listen to. Yeah. What, what did their movie collection look like? What did their book collection look like? You know, you do the research. I, yeah. I do the research yeah. because it's important to me. It's, context is really important to me in everything. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and history of, of getting you there, you know, rather than the actual product eventually. You know, I look right. at the product now of some things and I'm like, I don't care, but I really <laughs> liked the thing that, right. that they yeah. were influenced by. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, I must have wrote, I wrote some things. They must have had a distro or whatever. I must have bought some records or fucking something stupid from them. And we started writing back and forth about noise records and things like that and what we were excited about. And, um, and then... Uh, <laughs> And then I, you know, stopped writing to him, and then I just stopped writing letters in general because fucking it's a waste of time, sure. and who cares? And um, I started my own bands, and I just wasn't interested in being friendly anymore. You know what I mean? And <laughs> care, caring about other people's. You stop being polite, and you start getting real. Exactly. <laughs> so we're at the show, and I haven't met Marcel yet. You know what I mean? I haven't like been introduced to him, and he apparently he's there. And what I did know about Marcel is that he had a very nice apartment house thing with his boyfriend Mm -hmm. in Amsterdam. So I was like, okay. So Jeff, who played bass in in Reversal Man and I are standing at the show. We've just played a show. We felt pretty good about it. We felt like it was a success, but we're at the fucking squad in Belgium or whatever. And we are annoyed because they're just playing loud fucking what? Like, how can you sit through a fucking show and then listen to anything aggressive after it used to drive me nuts i understood i understood it but i was never happy about it and so i would always everybody would complain because you couldn't have made up a a bigger group of not interested hardcore and hardcore hardcore kids soon as the band's over anti-cymax is blasted yeah that's really what it was like (laughs) it was like and i was like this is i mean (laughs) (laughs) exactly and i was like this is a cool record but i don't want to hear it yeah Yeah. you know what i mean i don't want to fucking hear this thing at all ever again really i liked it when i liked it you know what i mean and i I just you want music for airports yes please the sounds of silence is what you really want not just people put john cage's 433 (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. So yeah. um, I'm like, yes, oh, this is so annoying. And so fucking Jeff and I are trying to talk. And yes, this might be all right. And, yeah. <laughs> and so this guy walks up to me and he says, uh, 
he says, uh, you know, hi, I'm Marcel. And I was like, oh, hey, that's awesome. How are you doing? And I explained to Jeff, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking your own partner. And yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, right. We were at his house. Um, and Marcel says to me, uh, I, and I hear this wrong, obviously, but I, I hear his phrasing wrong. And he says, do you like boys? <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> and he said, do you like boys? And I look at Jeff. And I'm like, and Jeff kind of is like, uh, did he say, what did he just say? And I said, what? And he said, do you like boys? And I was like, no, I'm not gay. <laughs> Knowing full well that he is, you know, and I'm like, no, right. no, I'm not. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to rimmer in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm good. I don't want, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't like boys. And he said, no. Do you like noise music? Music. <laughs> do you remember writing those those letters? And I was like, and this is always what I do when I blow it like that. I immediately take the comedic offensive and go super self-deprecating and be like, right. oh, <laughs> I thought you said boys because you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> Not fucking impressed with me yeah. at all. And that's understandable. But I was totally like, yeah, I thought, you know, because you like men and you were asking me if I, and I forgot about the records. You know, I forgot we used to talk about noise records. So no, I don't like boys or noise, but I do. But nope. Okay. Yep. Let's go. Right. Time to fucking go. And Jeff was like, oh, dude, <laughs> right. you well, because it's also a, a sign of like what I mean. I would have that trouble sometimes too of the European tour. Like you're like, oh wait, sometimes my jokes don't translate. No, without a doubt. Not, yeah. Certainly in Germany, but in definitely another country, like where you're just like, oh, you don't get sarcasm or irony. So that and, was, and I wasn't rich yeah. enough in my comedic tones to have anything <laughs> but sarcasm yeah. and, and self-deprecation. Yeah, basically. yeah, and they just don't. No, but Your that one was, actually caught yeah. on. Your own's fun. Like, your own gets it. Like, yeah. uh, more so than most. Yes. Yeah. But most do not. But that was at the beginning that's of like the, this that's tour. Just, that, so yeah, you're, that's the start. Yeah. So just I, with a guy that you're going to be touring no, with. No, Marcel not. No. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. Marcel um, didn't. He just ran the label with Euro okay. and, and everything else. And, and Roger was the guy who came on tour with right, us. Right, right. Um, who we didn't invite. But ended up. But so you were offending a guy who was in, insulated into that yeah, whole absolutely. crew. Absolutely. And, 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 and it just couldn't have gone yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that whole, I'm assuming that that tour essentially led to the breakup. Yeah, the without band. a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, at that time, I. I started, you know, I started combat uh, years before with with Paunch and Davey was an original mm -hmm. member mm -hmm. and things like that, and 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 it was a part time band, um, right. kind of like how uh, McCoy talks about the Oath. Right. Combat. Right. Combat mm -hmm. was um, four dudes who lived in Tampa and our friend Mark who was at at, uh, at Ithaca going mm -hmm. to school, and he would come home for break. We would get together. We'd I'd book studio time a week after he was there. <laughs> We'd fucking bust through uh, X amount of songs. I, I have a bunch of really amazing riffs. Lies. <laughs> and we'd fucking, and all those combat records. And, and I really liked what McCoy had to say, not to reference, so everybody has to listen to McCoy's fucking thing now, if they haven't already. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the urgency of that, that's what was really exciting right. to me. I, I liked that, that and, and I saw combat as like an art band, or an art band, but an art project. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I always look at everything like that, sort of. And so, um, even going to the grocery store. And so, <laughs> <laughs> this is conceptual. And so, um, so for, so for me, like being in a real band was really bizarre, you know, right. I mean? with like reversal man, you know what I mean? And so I had to tone down a lot of, a lot of my, my shit. But at that time with, with, even with combat, we were all 
I mean, couldn't be less interested in being in a in a band. You right. know what I mean? Like, or not even a band, but he couldn't be less interested in being uh, in a in a punk band or a hardcore band or anything like that. And that was something that really was like kind of overlaying for all of us. Ratty, especially, you know, he's and he was an adult at fucking eleven. He right. was like <laughs> the most responsible guy you know. You right. know what I mean? And uh, so it was like the thing, and everybody was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And reversal was popular, and just that was like the thing that we were like, well, if it's popular and we're having fun, It'd be stupid to not and, do. Yeah. Why would we not do this all the fucking right. time? You know what I mean? And so, kind of going into reversal, I was like, oh, this would be a cool new experience. I'll have to tone me down a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Life. You know what I mean? Like just being a loudmouth because the original. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know, mm-hmm. Mike, is that uh, I was the original singer of Combat, and then eventually I moved things around. Okay. Yeah. So for me, like the microphone and being the loudmouth and playing five minutes and kicking kids that was kind of like exciting for right. me because it was fun and i got to try out all kinds of stuff and so because I, yeah, uh, I remember the you know seeing the first time seeing combat i remember it was like orchid show before i was in the band that yeah. connecticut show and yeah. i was like oh okay this is what combat yeah. does and i loved combat records like because they were in this like especially like that era of combat like i was talking about before like it reminded me of like old suppression okay where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. where it's just like yeah there's a riff sure but there's like this it's more of like this you're getting the whole the song is this burst at you yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and i loved it and and then like seeing it like i remember whoever was playing guitar had a caution police yeah. tape wrapped around his bill, head bill frank yeah and like it was Who's... just insanity uh and and went yeah and then like you know those last couple shows that you played with the with the orchid last shows like it was a different beast it was, it was still awesome different but it, it was like i was like yeah. oh there's like songs and yeah. like there's an actual like it was like I would say, like the first song, and you know, duck down the torch was like an yeah, amrepy yeah. like kind of song. Yeah, to me. that's exactly where um, we were coming from. Even though none uh, of us had amrep records, right? Yeah. But right. we were like, yeah, that sounds like it sound <laughs> yeah, like an amrep song. <laughs> let, let me ask you a question because because um, I was looking at an old uh, Reversal Man video uh, from some show, and there was a flyer where uh, Combat was playing a show with uh, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan and Converge and. Um, um, just, but just at that time, like yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. year that yeah, was, yeah, 2002, yeah. 2000, yeah, and 99, 2000. Like, yeah, like, so you said like, you know, reversal was got popular yeah. and, and obviously those bands cave in whatever, like had a moment in this where like these bands are signed to major labels. Yeah. There's like how, you know, this year, you know, two years before, like this never would have been an option. And yeah. truthfully, I saw that reversal would have got, when I saw what happened to converge and cave in, yeah. I would, if we would have done reversal, I felt like. We would have sure. gone that route, but was it the you know was I mean? it because that last European tour was just so soul crushing yeah, and so just soul like, crushing, and we just kind of like really thought to ourselves, like Ratty and I especially, we just really thought to ourselves, like we didn't really want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Matt, who is the singer, uh, Matt's a very positive, interesting. Like I said he's a very interesting, positive, excited dude, um, but he really hated tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he really hated it. And so that last reversal tour, we did a week when we got back from, you know, basically of shows, which is another fuck clusterfuck unto itself. Uh-huh. Matt didn't come. Right. Right. He just didn't want to, he didn't want to go. There were some issues in Europe with him and I, uh-huh. you know, Matt mm-hmm. and I, you know what I mean? That, and it, it really revolves around me being really aggressive and not sensitive to his 
Jewish background. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I'm fucking with them when we're in places where I shouldn't be fucking oh, with them. Like, right. Dachau. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm taking all this, I'm, I'm processing all this terrible shit yes. by making really inappropriate jokes. Sure. And he's not because he's <laughs> yeah. dead serious. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we sure. had some problems and I, and eventually like I apologized to him, but basically his bit was too, was like, when we get home, I don't want to do this. Right. And Raddy and I were like, yeah. And Jeff was like a little bit like that. And John Willie, who's the drummer, we just didn't care about his brain at all. <laughs> So, which I think speaks to like one of the hardest, and we've talked about it before, like the hardest part of like, especially being in bands or in the punk level, like you, but then you get to that age where like, you're just not mentally equipped anymore to be in that type of punk mm-hmm. band because mm-hmm. you're both like, you know, you either haven't done any therapy or you got nothing, like your brain's changing. Everyone around you starting to get older and settle down. Yep. You're starting to have completely different feelings about hardcore. Mm-hmm. But you're like, yeah, it's like, oh, we have this opportunity, but we're still going to be playing these squats. And like, you're like, oh, but I already did that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was charming at one point. And, and it's was, hard. It's this weird mental battle of like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Like, uh, and I felt like we, like I said, I felt like if we would have stayed on, if Europe hadn't gone so bad, right. I felt like we'd still be abandoned. We would have been able to convince Matt right. to stay, or we would have done it without Matt because Matt left the summer before a week and a half into fucking tour, and it was a nine week tour. Right. So we'd reversal had already toured without Matt. Right. So uh-huh. it was a possibility that even though Matt, it was Matt's band, it really had turned into Dan Ratty's band. Yeah. You know what I mean? He ran the show. And Matt was just kind of a, not a day player, but he just kind of came and went. Those long tours are what I mean? broke you guys. So what are you yeah, doing doing know. those? Like, Orchid did the most of well, like five you've weeks. you've been to fucking yeah. Florida, though. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. So you want to get the fuck <laughs> no, out. No, that is true. I guess <laughs> like, it's just like that. I, I mean, I joked before, but that's like hearing about like Catharsis or Gehenna where they'll be like, we're going to do six months and go to like every like yeah. Russian like province. crazy. For me, it like, just, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just going back to that time where, like, you had bands that were touring at the most DIY level, mm-hmm. playing yeah. squats, you know, like, a, like those Boston bands. Right. Um, and then, like, they signed these major label. De- it's like they, right. yeah. there's, there was no, there was never that like mid level. No. Well, that's like, the, you know, I think that's the hard part too, because I mean, that was also an issue at one point, like where like, and I never gave a fuck because like before I was in the band, but like mm-hmm. there was like the divide in Boston between like the orchid, like ebullition DIY world. And then the Hydra head, like, Oh, you guys think you're fucking real. And there's, that's, I think that's another part of the, like the changing mindset like i know at least for me where i was like well how much i still care about punk kind of like Mm -hmm. to an extent but like do i care that much about like i certainly don't care about barcodes like i have no No, no, issue with that kind of stuff yeah that whole thing is ridiculous to these like weird things that could be like a fucking uh speech at the more than music festival (laughs) yeah uh like do i care about it or do i care about because i'm in this band like and I'm sure that was part of like could have been part of with reversal because I know that's probably was somewhere in Orchid where it's just like I don't know if I give that much of a fuck about some of these things I uh, certainly yeah. do like I'm still like a fucking 35 year old straight edge guy <laughs> yeah, but for sure yeah. like but at the same time like I'd also you know do I give a fuck about like how how what level of punk yeah. do I care about or right. at all uh, well and you're like from, beholden to it you're yeah, like no, you, like reversal was one of those bands like. Before I knew you guys, before I knew Kabe, I was like, oh, Reversal's one of those basement bands. Yeah, for like sure. Like, the, I was telling him before, they're the bands that will have explanations of lyrics mm-hmm. and essays, like, which is a different thing than, like, you know, I grew up of, like, Connecticut with, like, Hatebreed, like, yeah. and I love yeah. Hatebreed, but it's a different world. Yeah, it's an absolutely um, different world, and that was... Uh, that time is really, like you said, it's really strange, but, like, Combat never came from that. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We would have done anything because yeah, we also right. just didn't, I didn't care about a lot of that stuff. Right. Ponch did, but, and while Ponch and I started that band together, it, the combat was my band. Right. You know what I mean? I was, right. I was the boss. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and Reversal on Man, I knew was like that, but really what it came down to is, is that Mac Copeland was like that right. singer. You know what I mean? So, uh, he cared about that kind of stuff. And I feel like there would have been a point in time where we would have a serious conversation with him. And, and that's the kind of thing. It's like when those bands started, you know, uh, whatever, getting bigger and signing these crazy fucking deals, like, you know what I mean? We were also all coming at a point in time where we were in our mid twenties and already sensed, had a sense of punk mortality and realized that mm-hmm. like, we don't, I don't want a fucking real job. Yeah. I'll do this. Yeah. Right. I'll play to these stupid fucking kids rather than go sit with fucking Margaret in a cubicle. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, if you got two options, yeah, you got two options. Let's go ahead and do this. But if we're living in Tampa, which is a good transitional city for you to go anywhere for right. cheap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And we're doing this fucking thing and we get to come home and not do anything for a couple months and then have to go out for like a month or two. Who fuck cares? And so right. I think like that's what it really what it came down to, but then it just never came down to that. Yeah. Um, cause we really were tired. Europe destroyed us, right. destroyed our, and I, I think, and then, and then as soon as we came home from Europe, um, uh, Ponch's dad was, well, he wasn't in the band obviously with us, but Ponch's dad was about to pass away. Mm-hmm. So that was heavy. So then we had to postpone a week of tour because his dad died and we had to stay for a funeral. And we right. were just all really like, Oh my God, right. what the fuck is happening right now? Right. And so that sucked really bad. And then, uh, then somewhere in there, uh, John quit mm-hmm. the band. Like in the week we were home, John Willie, the drummer quit. So right. then we had no drummer. So this is like, reversal of man. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. This yeah, is for yeah, reversal yeah, yeah. of man. You know, so coming home from that, and and John Willie, the drummer, he quit. He quit by email saying, "Oh yeah, my uncle's sick or something." Like some lie because Willie is a storyteller. <laughs> he was a very big storyteller, um, <laughs> very big. And so, <laughs> oh, you're straight edge, huh? How's that Heineken in Amsterdam? You sent a picture, you know, of you drinking it to your girlfriend. Um, so, you know what I mean? So it was a. Uh, it was really a strange time. So then we were going on tour that we had a big tour planned. We mm-hmm. had a U.S. We had a six week U.S. tour planned right. after that, um, and uh, it was going to be with. Uh, I can't believe I can't think of the name. They were a Philly band, and they had a girl singer. Kill the man who questions. Yes, thank you. I knew it was a kill something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, right. And and and, and uh, Mike McKee's. Band. Yeah, Mike McKee. Right. <laughs> right. Um, when I was living in San Francisco, I always felt like I was going to run into that kid, and never did. Yeah. He moved out there. Um, I almost ran into the thorn too. Anyways, these are the <laughs> side uh-huh. tangents. Sorry. So um, this is how I think. And so, um, so we called them and we were like, "Well, we don't have a drummer." Right. And Jeremy, who was the drummer for that band, is a very good drummer, very yep. good like jazz drummer or whatever. And and he was like, "Well, come. I'll learn your songs. Why don't you guys come a couple days early? We'll cancel these dates. I'll learn your songs. We'll fit, we'll practice in Philly." And we did. And he was fucking killer. The first right. night was in DC. It was a little rough, but after that, it was like amazing week of shows. And and our decision was was that we were going to cancel the whole entire tour. We were just going to do the East Coast, make it to Florida, mm-hmm. play in Orlando as our last show, and then it's a wrap. Yeah. Right. Matt decided not to come. He said, "I did not. I do not want to go on this tour. Mm-hmm. I want to ride my fucking bike and read Russian poetry or something." <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever the fuck he was doing. Right. And I we all understood that. You know what I mean? Um. And 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 he said, "I'll come to Orlando and." That'll be our last show. You know, we won't even play a Tampa show, right? Because you know, we had no Tampa show booked, and we did it. And it was like a rough week, but it was kind of cool too, because it was like a new drummer who's really good. And then we were all kind of started. I think uh, you know, we all started to be like, oh, 
This is actually really fun yeah. when you're not when you're playing because then we're just playing to the converted. Yeah. Reversal Man on an East Coast tour in 2000 is a couple hundred kids a night. Sure. You know what I mean? It's a party. Yeah. And so then we just we Europe was an ego bruiser. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because nobody showed up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, and when they did, it was killer, but nobody showed up mostly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, and and so it was like we were like yeah, but then we were just still kind of like no, come on. It's like, you know. Yeah. yeah, candy's really good. Oh, yeah. I'm so sick. You know what I mean? Like after eating a bunch of it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that was like a fucking bummer. You know? Um, so yeah, that was. Those are the. Those are the tour story. Those, those are the reversal stories. Are, yeah. <laughs> There's a great combat story. <laughs> those. Be, be, before we get to that, just because that was an that was an epic. Yeah, it was epic. epic. It was so long. Everyone's tales. asleep at home. <laughs> and I think you kind of answered the question within telling the story, but something that we've been asking all of our guests. Yeah. What's the worst thing about you? That you'd like to change? Um, can I say uh, that uh, I wish I wish a time machine existed so I could go back and not do any of this? <laughs> that feel that sentiment is probably the worst thing about me. Right? You know what I mean? Is that I yeah. wish none of this happened? Yeah. Right. I wish I wasn't a kid who had art <laughs> jobs. I wish I didn't like fucking being creative. Right. That's the that sentiment is the worst yeah. part of me because I think about that every day. Right. You just hang out your, and having what is the alternate in your mind? Do you have an alternate? Oh man, like, just what's a wife your other and reality? a wife and two point five children and a successful accounting job. Yeah, that would be amazing. Are you serious? About yeah, that? I'm dead yeah. serious. I wish I would have been normal. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Normal in quotes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wish. I was, I, that's something my dad used to say. Like, and it frustrates frustrates me sometimes when i agree with something he'll say yeah. but where you just be like he's like some days i just wish i was dumb yeah just like every <laughs> no, other that's person real. like yeah, and yeah, i'd be yeah. like yeah i have those moments too. i really truly wish that all the time obviously great things have come of it yeah you know what i mean but also being a punk kid and having all this kind of like it's so small but it's success yeah you know what i mean and kind of foregoing a lot of things like mm-hmm. college, right? Smart life decisions you should make in your early twenties, but <laughs> yeah. instead being in a shitty band that didn't go anywhere, <laughs> right? And then relying on artwork and thinking yeah. that the artwork for bands is going to pull you out of something. It's like I'm not a bitter failure, right? But I promise you that I'm a failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. for fucking sure. You know what I mean? I'm the equivalent of a fucking failed musician working at Amoeba in San Francisco, uh-huh. and I'm 43 and still wearing a discharge shirt. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's how I see my career, and right. I, great things have happened. Yeah, great friends and yeah. and cool experiences, and I got to spend do things that no one would ever think to do, and I've drawn dumb things and gotten them past people who don't know any better, and on people's shitty records, and you know, and it's it's been cool. But like realistically speaking, the worst part about me is how I look at all that and go, man, I wish I just fucking would have been a jock uh, yeah <laughs> you know what I mean I wish I would have done something else completely yeah but you recognize uh, that but it's I, the yeah, worst but, I, yeah. but also and then, then I, and then I continue to chug along and just yeah. you know be yeah. lost in this fucking yeah. weird well you're not gonna change no unfortunately yeah. this is it I know. So just another late thirties guy yeah. in Brooklyn who has a fucking day job and wishes that something else would we happen. Didn't even, we didn't even touch on the day job, which I feel is is my old day job. The the day job being the set designer decorator for yes for, for porn. pornography. Yeah, in San Francisco though, not in here. San Francisco, okay, there's yes. no studios. Well, there is studios here. And I yeah. think I just I just I think that the thing that I found interesting about that when I heard about that was 
exactly what you were saying earlier about that kind of the ebullition era, like sexless, you know, kind yeah. of the, the, the um, there was always, I think, a confusion between like, it's not that anyone was, you know, people didn't want to be anti-sex. They were so PC and so afraid of like, right. um, uh, what's the, what's the word when you're objectifying? Sure. Sure. Is that, that they completely shut off. Right. Yeah. Cut off their nose despite their face. I mean, on the other end, there was, I mean, yeah, I guess, and we were on ebullition. There was like Jay's version of it, like where it was this whole, like the kind of pro version, which also though fed into what you were saying before, where you're like, oh, that was like, uh, Matt's na- deal. Yeah. Like where I was just like, a lot of times that would be the uh-huh. weird thing for me where like, now I'm just thinking about that, like lyric wise, where I would just be like, yeah, I don't. What's his deal? But yeah. but, like, but that's yeah. what Orchid is. Yeah. But there were those times where I'd just be like, yeah, I've been with my uh, lady for like twelve years now. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I've never been that interested. But uh, but yeah. just the fact that you're going from this 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 one environment that is you mm-hmm. know like devoid of any kind of sure. you know, lust is shunned upon all that. Bunch kind of, of eunuchs. Yeah. yeah. To working yeah. in yeah. adult in film. porn. Yeah. Well, the, my background with those guys is different. And at that time when everybody was scared by feminism and, 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 and whatever and mm-hmm. fucking reading their Dworkin and right. really think, thinking they understand it. And yeah. John Sinclair is refusing to be a man and all that bullshit or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, is that like I had a struggle. Punch and I had a struggle because we came, we weren't punk kids. We were metal kids who with horror movie backgrounds. Yeah. And enthusiasm. Like not just we like Nightmare on Elm Street. We were devoted fans deep yeah. deep deep and you i'll deal say with- again i've said it before <laughs> that not just i was very it it was a, a going to your house the first time was yep. a bit of a life change because it was always like i was into all of that but then like like you know like i fucking i finally a couple years ago found that suspiria yes, poster which, like the video amazing. only that i used to think about when we stayed there yeah i remember like your room had like a zombie poster and you had yep. the soundtrack and it. you had some gross <laughs> like horror gummy candy that was rotting that made yeah. me nauseous and i remember ponch like got back from his job and had gotten the black juju 10 inch yep uh the yep. two yeah, inch yeah. yeah and i was just like and we we're sitting there reading the blackest heart media yeah yeah and he was so excited they had dr butcher md finally yeah, yeah, yeah. Like which the, i then used later for one of my shows saw it. as a poster yeah. for yep. i laugh until i die <laughs> yeah yeah but okay um, so you but so you're coming from a metal horror yeah, thing and, 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 and more horror than anything else but realizing like i don't know like none of that stuff is a really big deal to me but also like really early at an early early age like my uh i don't know i i always I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was whatever. But when I started to become show like a talent of being an art, an art kid, mm-hmm. it was really early, like mm-hmm. six or seven, you know, where, uh, so I felt like everything that I ever did and I still do is always framed, uh, about what is this about anything? Jeff drinking this glass right now. Mm-hmm. What is artistic about that? Yeah. Is that art? Can that work as oh, art? And I always look at everything. Brother, you know it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But I always look at everything as a piece of art first. Right. You know what I mean? So, for me, um, I and Ponchin was the same way. What was cool is that when the world of ebullition and being conscious and you know being excited about crass records and realizing that everybody's cool and equal and whatever all that boring bullshit that you mm-hmm. learn by being a punk kid that wasn't a punk kid who grew up in the '80s where people were being mm-hmm. fucking raped and drugs were happening. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It shows. A you know the conscious '90s hardcore and punk. Yeah. Um, you know, within uh, that world fused. Um, it was like interesting for me because, um, I don't know, I, I never had a problem with, that was a close one. <laughs> I almost dropped that water art. So, um, there's a work of art right there. Yeah. Could have been, uh... You know, was that, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to explain this correctly, but, 
You know, it's that there's something about it where it's just like sex work, uh, horror movies, uh, pornography, things like that. I just saw all that as just another facet of art. And I think I started in horror being a horror, a horror kid, but loved all movies. And mm-hmm. once I started really getting into foreign film in mm-hmm. my, in my early, early teens and things like that, I just saw everything as a, as a genre. And then when you get in the expanse of in horror and you get into the worldview of it and you realize just like that, uh, that there were people who are failed artists making horror films. Mm-hmm. There are failed artists in Europe making people who wanted to make fucking Rosalini movies, but got caught making Lorna the Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or things like that. Movies or, that shouldn't look as good yep. yeah. and be as smart as yep. they are. Or have I, or even just themes and ideas. Yeah. Horror treated in Europe was different than horror in America and immediately learned that very early. Mm-hmm. And I was very interested in that. And so sex in those films is, is just a just part of it yeah, you know what yeah. i mean but you but i don't know I, er, I learned early on that like that that uh that people could elevate pornography is just another film genre to me mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just another art genre to me you know what i mean and so early early on uh, you know to antagonize other kids who weren't sexless and 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 uh you know worried about their boners or whatever <laughs> not telling anybody about their jenna jameson right. stills on their fucking you know <laughs> yeah imax or whatever right. uh you know what i mean um was that like my bit originally was very much saying, well, I want to be a porn director, you know, and I was saying the stuff in there, like when we were in combat, yeah. and it made people really uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I was like, to me, pornography is a, is a great art. And if done correctly, you can do all kinds of things. And it's not about objectifications because it's all about how you do things. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at pornography, it's really hard to break, you know, for some people, it's really hard to, for them to break the barrier and see anything past what they're seeing because mm-hmm. it is titillating right. because it is hitting that part of the brain where you, it, it is hard. You, you, you're fucking whatever is activating. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're fucking, you're soaked up or fucking hard as a bone. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like hard to see it past that. You know what I mean? And I understood that, but I, I tried and maybe this helped because of all the sexless kids was able to remove myself and look at that stuff and see it for not what it was, which is mm-hmm. just a single service fucking, you know, stroke tool. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I got really interested in that, you know what I mean? Cause I see directors who I loved as a kid and I still love like Jean Roland and Jess mm-hmm. Franco and all these like kind of European exploits filmmakers having to do just do just that have to make pornography right because they can't make their personal film right or they try to infuse as much personal stuff as they could in Jean Roland's case you know I mean he was making vampire films but he wasn't making vampire he wasn't making nude vampire films he was making this great poetry this visual poetry that spoke to him and that sounds so stupid to say (laughs) but it's really true he's a very poetic filmmaker and some people call it boring and things like that and I understand that but so to me I if I got if my bit was was that I would love to direct pornography because I would be working in this lineage of people who I look up to in my own art all the time my own visual art and I'm this is fucking brilliant why wouldn't I want to do this you know what I mean but then you got to really think about that and you know in in context is that like who the fuck do i know is going to fuck on film you know what i mean at that time in the early 2000s we're right before we're at the beginning of suicide girls we are fucking three or four years away from burning angel yeah punk kids are doing you know making that leap yeah super cult and makeout club exactly you know what i mean right exactly so we're we're far from god's girls we're far from burning angel it felt questionable and just felt like oh a bunch of weird kind of san diego and like yes like like douchebags like just trying to get laid with younger girls i just remember playing a panther show and seeing like a girl who would be at shows and then i was like oh you're a go-go dancer at this panther show because it's sponsored by super cult and i was like i don't want to be here yeah this is not me yeah, like yeah, i yeah. feel dumb totally and because she's like hey jeff how you doing like yeah. she dance, i'm like oh you're like this is not yeah. my world yeah um so 
you know what I mean? But the, so then it was just more of like a like a big top pipe dream, which is like a lot of things that are in my fucking conversational mm-hmm. wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's like I would love to do this. I would love to make regular movies. I would yeah. love to do all kinds of things. You know what I mean? Fucking, I'd love to be president. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know what I mean? You can say whatever the fuck you want. But I had a very clear view, and that made some people uncomfortable. You know, and then. I never really thought about it. You know, past that, I was like, it'd be lovely to do it. But realistically speaking, I know I'm in Tampa, Florida. There are a lot of porn stars here. But like how getting access to that world, it's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So more of it was like big talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this would be great. And then I kind of transferred a lot of that uh, sexual uh, artistic enthusiasm, whatever, into the work, into the Steak Mountain work. You know what I mean? So you see a lot of like my work. The, my personal work is Creep City. And it's right. always kind of been that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I remember the first time I realized it, I was at like one of my first art shows here. And I like sat in the room and looked at everything. And I was like, oh, I'm a creep. <laughs> oh, I'm a creep. <laughs> what happened? Oh, why? So I was so bummed out. But then realized that I wasn't. But I was like, fuck, I really, I could see how people would see that I, they don't want to talk to me. Yeah, um, right. So... Um, so the, the porn thing happened really kind of like casually, because then you got to think about this too, is that pornography in general, even when Bernie Angel started doing it, it's still just a, you know, it's just a punk version of a blonde girl and a blonde guy in mm-hmm. a fucking beach house boning yeah. each other. They just have really terrible, like Avenged Sevenfold tattoos. Right. You know what I mean? Or uh-huh. fucking gutter mouth tattoos the or whatever. You know what I mean? Panthers is on that vivid all work because we're on yes. the soundtrack to yep. Girls right. Lie. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's a nightmare. Like, cause whatever. it's just yeah. like. Trying to be artistic. And it's hard. And, I mean, granted, our song sounds great over the opening when there's no porn. But right. like then all of a sudden, like the actual fucking. Yeah. It's like watching two gross semi-crust punks fucking a barn. Yeah. With like too many cuts. Like yeah. where it's just like oh. this weird version of film of he just like. a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's just like we're cutting because. And it's like this like. I'm still just like, hey, it's almost like you're doing a post MTV style, mm-hmm. like when we're still doing that, and yeah. like it, for the purpose of jerking off, what's that going to do you? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. And nothing. for the purpose of art, it just feels like, eh, I like to edit. It's Not like while you're listening for, to your no, song, that's what it is, too. And it's forced yeah. too with, yeah. with a lot of that. But that was, but that's cool too because then, like, like I was saying earlier, is that like it's the infancy of that, so it's exciting yeah. to see because it's really raw and no one knows what they're doing. Right. If you look at it like that. Mm-hmm. It's not boner worthy. No. You know what I mean? And also, like, what disturbed me about a lot of that vivid alt stuff and a lot of the alt stuff that happened, that boom, I liked to see it. But I also said, but the thing about pornography is that uh, for girls and guys, it works as a fantasy tool. Mm-hmm. So I see all these kids at shows, dude. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see these kids fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Pornography school because it's removed. And when you were a kid who was like in this sexless thing and you looked at pornography and were excited about these idiots that you're not supposed to be excited about. Right. You know what I mean? You could justify it by just putting it out of your brain because you didn't see him at a show last night. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyways, the porn thing in San Francisco. And there's happens. a weirdness that I've been thinking about lately that it's like. It's like, yes, like in theory, like if you want to get out of it, you've got the record of porn. Sure. But now also if you want to be a alt star, yeah. you'll also have the record of now I'm covered in bad tattoos, Awful tattoos. and piercings yeah. and yep. my lobes are stretched. And I only did it not necessarily always because there's too many for them all to be punk. Like, yeah. you know, there's certainly <laughs> ones who yeah. just like if it was 84, yeah. they would have been big boobs yep. and like big blown out hair yeah, yeah. and so it's like cool now you look like an idiot now you're now you, you fit into a different corny yes. corny realm you're yes. fucking bonnie rotten yes. so um not to disparage bonnie right. at all, but you know what i mean but she's the biggest alt model yes. right now. <laughs> so or alt porn model so anyways um so that just kind of happened you know it's like a pipe dream or something i looked to just like i wanted to make movies just like i wanted to write movies just like i wanted mm. to do anything 
direct music videos and hope it backdoored into fucking movies, whatever. You know what I mean? All the big talk. Backdoored. Then, yeah, I know. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I said it on purpose. <laughs> Brother, so, you did it. Um, <laughs> I was hoping somebody took the fuck. So uh, when I moved to San Francisco, um, I moved to San Francisco was primarily to work at Kink. And what I saw at Kink, which is, uh, for those who don't know, and I would not suggest anybody goes looks at it on their own if you don't know, but Kink.com is a uh, S&M company, basically. Right. Uh, they produce adult contact with, uh, content with an S&M theme. Um, and, and a little bit wider of a creative reach mm-hmm. than you know the creepy shit you would see in like 8mm. I was fucking, just about to you know say. I mean? It's not like that. It like is like about. that and there are other companies like that that really, that really bank. They, yeah. yeah, right. They bank on that darkness. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, but Kink was like kind of a different thing and almost it seemed kind of strange and cool and it's corny in some spots and some of that corny like you know it's like clearly in San Francisco and it's very influenced by things that are stupid in San Francisco like mm-hmm. steampunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And things like that. shit that you want to blow your fucking yeah. head out yeah. but when infused inside of that building and that company it worked a little bit because it made it it was still dark and still interesting but to me like I looked at it when I when I landed the job and moved to San Francisco or whatever um, I saw it as like if I'm going to get into adult film on a creative end mm-hmm. I looked at kink like the best possible sure. version of that you know what I mean because they were doing interesting stuff the thing about cool that's cool about BDSM stuff is that some of it's not it's it's interesting to a certain degree because it's sometimes not sex right you know what I mean it's a different it's a thr- it's like watching a thriller sometimes right. yeah. you know what I mean right that's giving it a little bit of more credit <laughs> sure. than it should but if you're looking at it in the con- in the context of pornography in general and I said this someplace really at some point in time in a, in an interview about King because I'm in this fucking stupid documentary that James Ranko produced perfect <laughs> um that it's not stupid at all. Christina Voris did a really good job. I'm uh-huh. not, I, I just, I think I'm stupid in it. Um, <laughs> is that like the, my best way to equate it is, is that like if, if, if porn was high school, kink would be like the art kids, the goth table, yeah, yeah. And the interesting kids doing interesting things. And I couldn't have asked for a better in, especially not having to clean up semen and fucking wash <laughs> sure. dildos. I came in on a creative, yeah. I lied my ass and got a fucking job. And I basically used my steak mountain fucking like design cred. Be like, look, I can put things in the right place. Look. Right. Right. And my boss was like, he was a, he was in. He was like the original drummer for like Kerosene 454. Oh, really? You know what I mean. So he was like a kind of a punk guy. Yeah. So he like looked at this like the the steak mountain stuff, and he was like, "You got the job, yeah. right?" And I was got like, it. "What? Yeah. Oh, Brad." And so it was cool, and that was like a really interesting, fun thing because for the three years I worked there, because my how I saw it then was like I was like, "Well, I'm here in a creative capacity, and I'm going to convince these motherfuckers to give me a directing job, right?" Because I thought yeah. it was my end. You know right, what I mean? Right. And to a certain degree, it was. And I directed a few test shoots of sites that I came up with. You know what uh-huh. I mean? That I was like, this would be wonderful if it worked out because I have no life plan. Right. And I have no real career. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I hate San Francisco, but I will stay here for this job. Right. And it was cool. And, you know, it was cool. And I was able to really, uh, it was influence the building a lot with films and things mm-hmm. like that and really be like, oh, you don't know about this? You don't know about the history of the genre that you're dealing in instead of pornography? Right. Here's a bunch of old Avon films from the 70s, like right. BDSM yeah. company or whatever from right, the right. 70s that had like a theater in Times Square and they specialized in enema films and BDSM and sketchy fucking shit right. and like illegal stuff. Uh-huh. Right. You know, that would you look at now and you're like, that really, I need, I need a shower. That would take me four <laughs> minutes. I need a shower. You know, you see Vanessa Del Rio and a bunch of dudes in a, on it's a dirty mattress and you're like, I'm out. I don't yeah. think I can watch this. Um, so, um, so, you know, I mean, that 
it was a uh, it was like it was cool and fun and be able to be like oh you should look at these old European sex films and you should look at these this art film and maybe you should look at Kenneth Anger movies yeah. right. and then people started to be like really excited and I had these great conversations and I felt like I really was a part of this team and then through that I thought okay then I'm going to start helping people with their scripts give them right. shoot ideas and that all really worked out what I didn't really account for is how valuable I made myself uh-huh as a resource. You were right. the gatekeeper. Yes. You and were I, the green day of that. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, totally. Right. And then, and what I was doing was for a lot of those directors, I was making, and it's so poor to say because no one cares, but I was making the look of their sites better. I right. would take full credit and full ego in that thing. I made that place look awesome. The photos yeah. of your set design were right. great. He yeah. Had, there's like the whole collection. Like, yeah, yeah. The, I would look adult at those. Thing, I never right? looked at King, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I looked at don't those. Don't look at King. Yeah. So, um, so I felt like I did, I did over, I did above and beyond yeah. on right. purpose. Most right. people would probably have a job be like, here's a mattress. Right. And a lamp. I'm going to go <laughs> sit on my desk. And yeah. I was like, what? Want to do a mermaid's lair? Killer. Let's do yeah. it. You know what I mean? And I tried really, really hard. And what ultimately ended up coming down to is that like, A, I think I'm, my shoots that I did and those things I pitched or whatever might've been too, I rely too heavily on art. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the deal with pornography, if you want to be an artist in pornography or you want to make movies in pornography, you want to do anything in pornography, the rule that I learned is, is you have 10 minutes to do your thing and then let them do their thing. Yeah. So I got to get the money shot, baby. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you want to make you want to make your fucking version of the French Connection, you got 10 minutes, bro. Yeah. Right. And then let fucking dude pull out his wang and drop it on a lady. Right. You know what I mean? And right. like that's the deal. So you I learned that kind of and I tried to apply that a little bit to my shoots or whatever and then and then ultimately what it came down to is that like while they sold and they were popular and I felt like I had an in, I felt like I made myself I was sabotaged. Right. With a little bit of red tape, but right, yeah. I became too much of a whatever. You <laughs> well, know what I, mean? I was going to say that we were like bringing it full circle is positive story of yeah. how you found <laughs> your yeah. and, no. and then you actually put a perfect spin on little it. little. Yeah. I, bl- I blew it that. at the end. I blew it at the. I blew well, it classic by Norris. <laughs> yeah, classic <laughs> Norris. <laughs> well, listen, Chris. I mean, yes. uh, you, you've taken us to to realms yeah. like yeah. we've gone to Europe we've gone to the dungeons of, uh, of kink.com Kink, and with you. we didn't even get to the cancer story and we t- <laughs> so that's good but yeah. actually for my public yeah. standing to, to bring it all full circle yes mm-hmm. uh, the question that we do ask all of our guests as I you know, know this question what do you think of the word gig, gig. I feel like that's something that people shoot out of their penises at <laughs> girls at kink or dudes at kink or is a gig something where people play licks yeah Definitely. I think, some, both, okay. I think it licks. applies to both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some hot gigs. Well, some hot, hot licks. Hot licks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A gig is like the... <laughs> it's so disgusting. Yeah. It really see, It actually feels like a skin tag. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you describe a skin tag. You're like, dude, that thing's got a personality. Me. I got this giant gig. Is that a boil? <laughs> is this fucking... Oh, that's is just it, a gig. We'll lance it, that. Is it Impetigo? Yeah. What is it? You know what I mean? Like, what's happening to me? Is this a gig? It's the name I don't want to squeeze it. Yeah. You know, and make it worse, gigs. and then starts sinking through the yeah. floor like alien, like acid. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you've just closed the show for. I don't even need to do an outro. I there think that was yeah. it. Well, the, the only thing we have to say to that floor sinking with acid, whatever you, <laughs> whatever is going on. However, you get home, just get home safe. I'll try to. Worst gig ever. 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 ever.